Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now it's time for another fabulous episode of... The Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. You're going to tell this listening audience, who adores me, let's be honest. Who behave? Jeff Lutz. I'm spreading my wing. This is me to the nth degree. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? 97.5 in 1240 KFH. Stand by for action. There it is. Hope we're okay. We got a new sound system here, a new uh, audio system. Uh, so, you know, I'm a little antsy about that stuff. Change for an old man is difficult. Well, it's much better, though, it right? Seems to, it seems to be working fine. Um, I'm looking at the levels. They seem to be uh, right where they need to be. It appears that I've uh, done the correct job in setting everything up. Good job. That was Tony, but good job. Well, Tony. I mean, today. Who, who did it today? I don't know. Took some work. What would you do? How do you set it up? Well, you turn this thing on. It powers up. Uh, you you got to communicate with the... Uh, the headquarters of Odyssey. You messing with the levels at all? You shouldn't do that. And then uh, you got to get this laptop going, and that requires uh, a manual. So it's it's not as easy as it might appear. You got a new laptop. Maybe I should take that home. Actually, I have a laptop, so I'm good. When did you get your laptop? Oh, a few years ago. Do you ever use it? Yeah, sometimes. Not that often. For what? Uh, just surfing the Internet. I'm constantly on my laptop. Now I have two. Yeah, that's not good. What do you mean it's not good? I don't know. Why do you? Who uses a computer anymore? Well, I use it all the time. Well, yeah, you got to type stuff. Right. Not a lot of people type stuff outside of work. I want to stay, I want to be able to type for a long time. You know what I mean? I want to yes. be able to to lay it down. Is that uh, what typing is? Yeah. I, I, and I've always been a tremendous typist. Uh, I remember taking typing in the seventh grade at Derby Junior High. And I can't remember the teacher's name, but she was an elderly woman. And uh, I think I was the prize pupil in that class. Probably. I'm sure she uh, counted them. And you know the first thing you learn in typing. How to type. ASDFJKL semicolon. I'll never forget that. That's home row. 
Well, that's that's right, and that's what they taught you. You're it? missing the G and the H, but I understand. Well, you, you, you don't put your fingers on the fingers G and the H. Fingers don't go there. But A S D F J K L semicolon. You 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 remember that for the rest of your life when you're taught to. Can talk. you do the bottom row? No, I don't care about the bottom. X C V B N M. Don't care about the bottom row. I I just know that when I need to hit a letter, I know where it is. Q W E R T Y U I O P. Doesn't matter that that they didn't teach you that in time. Well, they taught me home row too, and I've not used it ever. I tell I tell people all the time when I meet them, uh, ASDFJKL semicolon. That's a actual uh, club I used to be in. That was a password to get in. Oh, I I know what club was that? That the, was the, uh, the nerds the, uh, club. Yeah, that, that the typing losers. It was club. a typing club. <laughs> what a bunch of dorks. What'd you just? What'd you do? Just sit around and email? You no, know, in those days it was a man. You don't even have any. I had nothing. I thought I was gonna get something you, as I started, and I didn't. You're lucky I interrupted you. What? What were you saying? I don't know yet. What'd you do? Sit around and email? I don't know yet. We didn't even have email, you idiot. Exactly, because you were lo- typing losers. This is in the seventies. Somebody had email. But I belong to this typing club, and AS really belong to a typing club. AKL semicolon was the entrance. A code. <laughs> Why didn't you just walk in the door? Because you had to have a password. That's dumb. How many words do you type per minute? On a on my best day, on my absolute best day, I can get to eighty. I uh, really. Yeah. Do you think you're a faster typist than me? No, I know that I'm not a faster. How do you know that? Because I've seen you type, and I don't type as fast as you do. Wonder where I got that skill from. I don't know. Right there in that middle school classroom. I don't understand how anyone can type with all their fingers. I don't know how you do that. That's how I learned. I know everybody learned like that. Most people, 95% of the people type normally. I don't know how to. I will never be able to even understand how people can have that. Well, how'd you learn? I'm boom, each index. Well, there's no way you can do 80 words a minute. I've done it. Just with index fingers. I've done it. I don't believe it. I might be the fastest in- index finger typer. Is that how you type to this day? Yes. That's the only way I know how to type. Well. I literally don't understand. the. I mean, I understand it, but I don't know how people do it. Well, I enjoy I enjoy sitting down and typing. How would you type with your pinky? I don't get that. Because you just do. You hit the P and the, uh, and the, and the M and, the, you know, other other letters? It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, you just mix it in. You mix in the pinky. You use uh, the thumb for the space bar, and you go to town. It seems like you you push the wrong button and use the wrong finger all the time. Right? I do? It, it would seem like you one would do that. That's how it is in my head. Like I mean to push the S, but I put my middle finger down and push the D instead. Here's Here's my dilemma when it comes to typing, and... And I know this is fascinating radio to people. I continue to say this. Uh, you know, you you if you were sitting around a coffee table and having coffee, which is the purpose of a coffee table, and you were telling folks that today on radio I think we'll discuss typing, how many people would want to hear that discussion? I don't know, probably not very many. So I'm I'm banking on the fact that we can carry a typing discussion. Today on the show, I'm banking on that fact. Well, it seems like we've done pretty well at it. Uh, and what? Where was my? Where was I going with this? Typing words per minute, maybe. Uh, 
One time I got to 100 in high school. No, you didn't. No, we had to type a sentence, and I just kept typing it over and over until I got to 100. And it's the only time I've ever done it. It was so fast. It was what a what a feat. Well, now is the time for all good men to come to the aid of the country. I can type that. I I could type that in less than five seconds. The whole. Why is that the sentence you learned? That's that's the sentence we learned in typing. My my typing teacher was Matt Silverthorne. Matt's a good man. He played basketball at Wichita Northwest. Um, did I thought he was a North High guy through and through? No, no, he was he was a Northwest player. I feel a little bit differently about him now. Uh, One of the very first players at Northwest. Is he still around? What's he doing? I don't know what Matt Silverthorne's doing. I I really enjoyed Matt. Um, Liked him. So I don't know if Matt Silverthorne is still in the area or not. Matt, if you're listening, 869-1240. That is the IHOP hotline. We would love to hear from you. We would. In fact, there's no one I'd love to hear from more than Matt Silverthorne. Anyway, my point about typing is I feel like I go so fast that sometimes my fingers can't keep up with my brain. You know what I'm saying? A little bit. Like I'm, a, I'm ahead of my brain no, or ahead of my finger, whatever I'm ahead of. I don't You know what I'm saying? Not, not really because you've confused me. Well, but I, my brain's working so fast that my fingers can't quite keep up. So I'm making a mistake or two along the way. Often I'll post something on Facebook, and I'll go back and read it, and there's an error or two in it. Yeah, I sometimes have to go clean up. Sometimes even after you post them, there an error or two. Like when? I've seen it. Tell me when. I don't know when. When? <laughs> I don't know. You, you've not. Have you noticed a typo in any of my posts? Sure. When? Uh, last three. Really, all last three of those. Last three have been. Horrible. That's too bad. Filled with typos. Uh, What's on tap on the show today? We've got a first-time guest, C.J. Moore, college basketball writer for The Athletic, uh, will join us. I feel like he's been on before. He is not. Okay. Almost certain of it. I bet we have his number in our... I'm almost certain of it. Uh, At uh, 2.45 or thereabouts, we'll play the game today. Uh, moving that up so that at 325, uh, we can get Steve Rainbolt, the track and field coach from Wichita State, to talk about the Shockers. Yesterday, we had one of their athletes, Huben Gonzalez. Uh, today, we'll have Coach Rainbolt to talk good about. Good stuff. So the game is at 245 today? Yeah, we're going to move it up a little. Oh, that's a good game. We're going to move it up a little, play it, uh, see how it goes. Uh, by the way, the Bob and Jeff draft yesterday of number one draft picks throughout the history of the NBA, covering each decade from the 50s through the 2020s, uh, I won going away on Twitter. Yeah, I'm not really that surprised. I kind of botched it. Um, I probably should have taken Kareem instead of Magic and Oscar Robertson with my first two picks because I thought, you know, Kareem – who was uh, who else was in the sixties? Yeah, I could go back and get Oscar Robertson and be okay in the sixties. But I think you having LeBron and Kareem probably swayed a lot of people. My team overall was better, as Max said. Uh, I had a great lineup and a lot of be- people able to produce. But your uh, top heaviness won that. And Shaq against Duncan too close in the nineties. Uh, Kyrie and AD too close in the 2010s. 
so yeah, I'm not surprised that you won. Well, my my starting lineup, uh, if I had to pick a starting lineup from my five, uh, would be Kyrie and David Thompson in the backcourt with LeBron, uh, Olajuwon, and uh, Kareem in the in the front court. You're going twin towers. I'm going twin towers, uh, and that brings Shaq off the bench. Uh, I don't know how you beat that team, frankly. Well, my lineup, of course, would be Magic, uh, and then we'd have <laughs> who's my shooting. Well, guard? you got two. You got two point guards, the uh, Oscar and Magic. Yeah, that's my backcourt. Well, you can't. Uh, neither one of them's a shooting guard. Oscar can be. You may never make a shot. And then Baylor, Duncan, and uh, David Robinson. That's pretty good. It's all. It's all right. I'll kill you every t- every game. Every five on five game, I kill you. We're we're the best passing team to ever play the I in the history with that of the team. game. I kill you. We run you to death. No, I kill you. You know that. No, you got all these plotting big men that aren't going to get up and down the floor with Magic and Big O. When the, you know how often Hakeem Olajuwon has been called a plotting big man? Several Never. times. Never until you just called him. Is that. he going to keep up with One Magic? Of, oh my God. One of the most athletic players in the history of Oh, because he basketball. faked a guy a couple times? Felton Spencer? I mean, come on. How are you talking negatively about Hakeem Olajuwon? I have to to make my case for my team. Well, I don't think your team wins. And we'll do another uh, Bob and Jeff draft. I think I've hit on something. I think I've hit on something. I mean, it's all right. No, no. Don't it, I get to pick the next category? Isn't it better than all right? It's all right. Is that all you got, really? That's all I got. Say, say what you really want to say about it's, it. It's all right. No, say it can be fun at times. There, that's a little better. <laughs> Is it? Go for, go for what you really are thinking. It's, it's a nice little addition to this show. It'll get us through the spring and summer months. Hopefully. Because it really has endless categories. We don't talk that much about sports. We just talked about typing. We can... I don't know if we need to get through the spring and summer. Well, no, we don't need to get through anything, but it's nice to have a fallback. It's nice to have the Bob and Jeff draft as a part of the show. And our listeners love it. I can't tell you how many people came up to me today and said, that Bob well, and Jeff were, draft. You weren't out today, so no, no they, one They're coming no up all the time. And they told me that Bob and Jeff draft is just uh, outstanding. Do you have any more texts from people hating on me for no reason? Not today. In confidence, apparently. Let me check. Because that does seem to happen. Oh, I missed, uh, I missed a call. Bruce, if you uh, want to call back. I, I hardly ever check my phone in the first segment because we're just rolling. First and 20. I don't know that we need, uh, need too many calls in Although we love calls. We'd love so Bruce, to hear from Bruce. If you want to call back, 869-1240 is the phone number. Max, I apologize uh, for not checking, but you can whisper in my ear if we have a caller. Sometimes I just put my phone down. You'll attest to that, right? Sure. I don't, I don't always have my phone near me. Well, why don't we get a word from the producer in our ear about callers? That's, our, that's Max's choice. No, Listen. I think that's your choice. Max, give me a word in my ear the next I time we hit a caller. Traditionally, you've told him to text you callers. Well, that's probably what I've said. But here's the thing with Max. He's working all the time. He's doing he the morning show this week. Oh, that's too bad. So he's, he's just probably, uh, he's probably a little bit sleepy, right? He should be. We like our naps, Max and 
Me? Max takes naps. Oh, yeah, all the time. Really? Yes. When? When he's off, when he's not working. So when he goes home after the show, he's likely to get a little nap in. Probably. Or he'll just go to sleep. Like I did last night. What time? 7.30. That's, that's embarrassing. Yeah, it was not great. I, I, thought, was, I, uh, I thought I'd wake up at 9 and, and, you know, finish watching a Raw or a baseball game or something, and but it didn't happen. Didn't watch the Cardinals erupt. Watched a little bit of the Cardinals. It was like 4 nothing though, and I fell asleep. Now, are they teasing me, or are they turning a little bit of a corner? They were never that bad. They were pretty bad. But they were never that bad. They were really bad. They weren't 12 and 27 bad. Or no, whatever. they were 10 and 24 bad because their pitching was atrocious. And they couldn't get a hit in the clutch. And now that's turned around. And I hope it lasts. When Nolan Arenado's hot, it's a wonderful thing to see. It's a beautiful thing. Well, they can carry a lineup. And you have two guys like And that. Goldie is, is that way. And I think Nolan Gorman might be, be becoming that way. And I believe Lars Newtbar is, is emerging as as a really good player. You've gotten some. So we'll see. Paul DeYoung, too. Uh, let's hold off a on A few that. homers. Yeah, let's hold off. All right. Let's, let's, let's let that play out a little bit more. Uh, but you're encouraged. I'm encouraged. You know who's a good player is Lars Newtbar. Why didn't you ever try to pry him away from us? I don't know. Who knows? That, who says that we didn't? He could play for anyone. I think we match up on a Bieber trade. Who do you want? Lars Newtbar. No way. <laughs> we're not trading Lars Newtbar. For Bieber? No. A guy who can go pitch and we're not trading, one or two of the playoffs? We'll trade you Alec Burleson and uh, Mason Wynn. Boy, no. do I want to trade Mason Wynn? We don't. I mean, I we like Mason Wynn, but we already oh, he'll have blow all those 35 people. middle infield. You know he'll blow all those people away. Yeah, but those You're guys aware of that. need to play. Yeah, but he's better than anybody you got. We called up Brian Rocchio today. Brian Rocchio. I'd rather, I'd rather have Al Roker playing shortstop for me. Well, why? Because Alan Rocchio is Alan really Rocchio? Brian, Brian Rocchio, what, whatever his name is. Uh, not not that good. Now, my wife texts me, so I, I, I always imagine she wants this red when she texts during the so? show. Wouldn't you think? Probably not. You think this is in confidence? Yeah. Why would she text it then? Let's hear it. She says, I won typist of the week at Pleasant Valley Junior High. That's pretty good. Of the week. Of the week. <laughs> so how many times do they give that award out? 36. Uh, apparently so. I wonder what week she won it. I don't know. Uh, I wonder if there was repeat winners. I want to tell a little story before we break away. And this is about typing, but it's about the way the newspaper industry was when I came along. Okay. Um, we had manual typewriters that I had a small portable typewriter that I had to carry along whenever I covered a game out of town, right? I mean, you, so I here's what happened. You get done with the game. You go do your post-game stuff. You come back to wherever you are in the press box or wherever, and you put some paper in your manual typewriter, and you start typing a story. Right? Right. You get done with that, and you've taken along something we call the telecopier. This huge contraption, very hard to carry. I mean, you're lugging 19 things around trying to cover games. So you take out this uh, telecopier. You have to load the paper in the telecopier, uh, which takes a little bit. 
and then you have to turn on you have to turn on the telecopter and it starts to whirl around and what it's doing is transmitting this story uh, back to the Wichita Eagle offices. Well, they how do they transmit? It. You put the paper in yeah. there or what? They get it. Uh, it comes through in there in the newsroom. They pull it out. They have to retype it. Really? Into a system. Uh, yeah. They have to retype it into a system, a computer system. And that's how you got a story published in the old days at the Wichita Eagle. It's pretty nuts. Crazy. How, how would you edit a story? You just do. You can't, really. You're typing it. Well, you edit while you're typing it. That's tough. And they edit it while they're typing it. Yeah, that's what I meant. The copy editors themselves, it seems like that would be a tough job. It wasn't easy, but we got a newspaper out. Yeah, that's... Those I don't were, understand Those that were the text. days, my friend. That's much more technologically advanced to me in a lot of ways because you got to go from here to there and you got to do that and you you put literal paper typing on a paper onto a newspaper it doesn't make sense well you don't do it that i don't know that you understood but i mean i tried <laughs> you don't actually i, I, well, I, I know but it goes from this to that to that right. to this it's time for a break we are going to come back and talk some college basketball specifically Big 12, KUK State, uh, some Wichita State. C.J. Moore from The Athletic will join us next. He is based out of Kansas City. Look forward to talking to C.J. You're listening to Bob and Jeff on KFH. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. All 
right, we are back. We're playing music associated with sleep. Yeah, that said it. Uh, that is Daryl Hall, Dream Time. All right. C.J. Moore joins us, college basketball writer for The Athletic. C.J., welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're happy to have you. So I wanted to ask you and delve into KU a little bit because they've had a very interesting offseason. Obviously, they've lost some people to the transfer portal. Uh, Grady Dick uh, has declared for the NBA draft. Uh, graduation has affected them to some degree. It's going to be a, a different-looking roster. Uh, of course, they've got the, the transfer from Michigan, who is going to help uh, enormously. How are you seeing this roster shake, shake, shaping up, and how many more additions are you anticipating? Well, I um, I think they're in a pretty good spot. I, I think that, you know, it, to me, I was a little surprised that Bill Self went into the offseason with such a emphasis on trying to find a scoring center because I thought there was a lot of potential for Ernest Uday. And I thought he was a player that was going to develop into a really, really special guy for Kansas. And, and really, I, I looked at it and I thought the only guy they could get that could make it worth you know, if you if you go and get somebody, you might lose those guys, right? Because you're recruiting over them. The only guy that would make it worth losing an Ernest Uday would be Hunter Dickinson. So they got him, and I think that they've really tried to build a team around him that makes sense. And so um, that's why it was really important to get the the Townsend transfer, um, Nick Timberlake, and um, I think with those two guys, um, and then you have. Juan Harris and you have KJ Adams. You've got four guys that you really feel pretty good about. And then you hope a couple of the guards that you have coming in are good enough to play right away. And um, right now the situation they're in is I think they really need to go get a backup big man. And it's tough because none of the guys that are, you know, the top options are going to want to come to Kansas because they're going to know, they're know that Hunter Dickinson's probably going to play, you know, 30 plus minutes a game. And then they've got KJ Adams who can play the backup five when he's not playing power forward. So, uh, but they just need bodies up front. So I think that's probably the priority right now is just finding at least a big guy um, who can eat up some minutes every once in a while. But other than that, I think they're, they're pretty much set. If they, if they wanted to go get one more big wing, I, I think they'd be okay with that if they could get the right guy. But uh, outside of just adding some depth inside, I think they're, they're pretty set. What's the transfer portal looking like overall right now, CJ? Are the pickings getting a little slimmer? I would have to imagine they are. Uh, just ask because obviously you mentioned KU would like to add a guy or two. K-State's probably in the mix for some. And, of course, Wichita State has a couple scholarships to fill. So uh, is yeah. it possible to get the guys you want at this stage? I think it gets really tough late because since there are so many guys or so few guys left of quality, we, we, Sam Vecini and I over at the athletic um, have, you know, every spring we rank the best available transfers. And I believe we've done a little over a hundred write-ups this year. Um, and I think if I remember right, I think maybe 11 or 12 of those guys that we've written on are left. Um, so there's more transfer than, than that out there, but of the top, you know, the top, top guys, there's only, um, about 11 left. And, you know, I was just talking to a, a high major coach yesterday that um, he's like, you know, it's, it's tough to get like, like when Ernest Uday pops, like they, this, this particular coach, he would, he would have liked to get in there, but it's, it's really hard at this point because if anybody needs a spot, 
you know, they're, they're throwing all their money at what they, at, at what at the top guys left. So, um, you know, when you, when Ernest Uday goes and, and right away Duke gets in the picture, um, you're not feeling too, too hot if you're another program. CJ Moore, college basketball writer for the athletic, our guest. Let's, uh, let's talk about Wichita state a little bit, brand new coach here and Paul Mills coming from Oral Roberts. He's uh, playing it pretty close to the vest when it comes to recruiting. Uh, found out that Kenny Poto took his name out of the transfer portal, so he's returning. Really uh, just two spots left on this roster if everything holds true to form. Uh, what are your thoughts on Paul Mills and what he might do to fortify his roster with these remaining two picks? Yeah, I, you know, I think Paul was a good hire. I, I think that um, he is a guy that has a lot of energy, um, I think of, you know, sorry, uh, Scott Drew has had a really, really impressive coaching tree. If you look around, uh, Jerome Tang, Graham McCaslin, Paul, um, those guys have all done really, really good things since leaving Drew. And I think the one that reminds me the most of Scott is probably Paul, just from an energy standpoint and, um, you know, just, just his personality. And um, I think he's going to be a guy that, that – you know, Wichita State fans really enjoy being around just because he's, he's got a lot of energy and, and enjoy watching his system. I know offensively it's been tough to watch the Shockers the last couple of years. Um, he does a really good job with spacing, during, you know, runs a lot of good ball screen concepts. Um, so I think it's important for him. You know, I know they've gotten some guards, but, man, if they can get maybe one more scoring guard in there. Um, and, and I'm driving, so I'm not looking at their, their roster right now, but um, I, know, I know how important it is for him to have shooting and for, for him to have guys that, that, that can do stuff off the bounce out of ball screens. So uh, I'm sure if he could get one more guy like that on there, he'd be, he'd be pretty happy. So for a team like Wichita State, just as an example, a team at that level, uh, maybe a mid-major trying to aim a little higher, Mm-hmm. Is there a better way to approach the, the transfer portal? Do you prefer uh, going with the high major guys that have not gotten opportunities or have been injured? That seems to be Paul Mills' approach at least this year. Or do you go for the guys like they did last year, guys who are playing at a little bit of a lower level uh, and taking that step up to Wichita State? What do you think is the best option there? I, I, I think both options are good. Just, just you have to do your research and, and get in with the right guys. Um, he has done a good job of, of guys dropping down a level. Um, you had the player that was at, that started out at Kansas and then went to Vanderbilt and ended up there, and his name's going to escape me right now, uh, but was a starting guard for ORU last year. Um, that was a really, really good player for him. Uh, you had Connor Vanover, who was you know at, at Arkansas, and um, I don't believe Connor's signed with anybody yet. I wouldn't be surprised if he maybe ends up at, at Wichita State. Um, so I think he's done done well with those guys, but – um, you just have to, you know, have a familiarity with what they were like when they were on the high school level, because some of those guys, you don't get a chance to see a ton of them at the high major level or, or what they did. And that, you know, I think Paul's a guy that hustles and, and, you know, knows a lot of people around the sport. So, um, he's in a pretty good position when those, those high major guys, you know, are ready to drop down a level, um, to maybe know what they are and, and, and who to talk to there. So, um, I, but I think in this era, you know, with, with so many guys going in, I think, being aggressive really early is maybe smart. Um, but, you know, I think this it's like that early or late April maybe when it kind of dies down a little bit that maybe you can scoop some guys up. It seems like that's when they were the busiest at, at Wichita, if I remember right. So, um, I don't know. I mean, there's so many different ways to play it. I and mean, we're only really two years into this. So, I think everybody's learning as we go. 
Before uh, we move on from Wichita State, I wanted to ask you about one name that's kind of making the rounds that Shocker fans uh, are talking about, uh, Damian Collins uh, transferring out of Kentucky in the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. is, that a name, uh, is that a name that Shocker fans should be thinking about, or is that probably a little bit pie in the sky? Uh, if I, I feel like I saw that they're in there for him and, and you know, um, is maybe TCU the favorite? Did I see that right? Is TCU recruiting yeah. him as well? Yeah. Um, right. you know, it just depends. I mean, TCU is also in there for Ernest Uday. So sometimes, you know, maybe TCU ends up with Ernest and, and the Domino's fall and you, and you can slide in and get a guy like that. But I think in Paul's system, um, where, you know, they do it. He, he's liked picked and pop guys, but I think if you can get an athlete like that, that's uh, that puts pressure on the rim, um, as a roller, you know, he could be successful in, in, in Paul's system. And, um, he's a guy that, that, you know, I, I, I've seen him in, in glimpses has had, he's got a lot of ability and, and, um, you know, you haven't got to see a ton of what he can do at Kentucky, but, um, it's because there's Kentucky's always got some dudes, right? Like he wasn't playing over, um, the national player of the year. So, um, and Oscar Seaboy. So I, I think that he'd be, a, he's a smart guy to target and if they're able to get him. That'd be a, that'd be a great gift for Wichita state. Those are the kind of guys that, that like you talked about, um, maybe don't play a ton at the high major level, but, but you know, have ability from what they did at the grassroots level. And, and you just hope you can slide in there and get them. Oh, guess we'll ask the same question about K-State. What do you see them potentially uh, doing with their openings? I think I saw them maybe at least loosely connected with Ernest Uday. Uh, you can correct me on that if I'm wrong. But how they're getting, a visit. With, with they're getting a visit. Yeah, they're getting a okay. visit from them. So I think it's them, TCU, and, and Duke right now that are getting visits. So um, that'd be a tremendous um, addition for, for K-State. I think he's really special. I don't know what you guys think. I'm, you know, I'm not sure you guys have had a I'm chance. I'm with you. I you've, love it. You've him. watched him. Yeah, yeah. I think he's really, really good. And uh, I think he has a chance to be one of the best defensive centers in college basketball. Um, he puts tremendous pressure on the rim as a roller. Like, I think he's one of the best lob catchers I've seen. Um, and his when he gets figures out, like, I think the thing that held him back at Kansas, at least early in the season, was, like, learning how to screen, learning the angles. But as he learned the intricacies of that, as the season went along, he got better. And, and I think he's got a shot to be, uh, you know, an all-league type guy. So if K-State can get him, um, that would be a tremendous addition. I mean, he, that, that would be a home run for K-State. Um, so, you know, they're going up probably against, like, like you know, Duke and TCU, it looks like right now. And, um, you know, I know Duke wants him to play the role of the big kid they had last year, uh, Derek Lively. Um, who's there, they've got some similarities. So um, it, it'll just be, you know, whether he's sold on, can he really be a starter at Duke? They've got some good big guys coming back. Um, they'd have a huge front line if he went there. But um, if, if Jerome Tank can somehow pull that off, I think he'd be ecstatic. Well, we want him at K-State just for the storyline, right? Oh, man, how good would that be? That, that Kansas uh, K-State game, that'd be pretty good. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure Bill Self is hoping he goes – Definitely does not go to K State because um, I'm sure Bill would have loved to keep him. Like I, I think the like I said, Hunter was the only guy out there that I feel like you know maybe that, maybe made that worth it. Right. But um, it'll still be hard, I'm sure, to watch him in another uniform because he's going to do really well. I think. All right, one more question for you, CJ Moore, our guest from the Athletic. Uh, seems like uh, realignment is percolating again. A lot of uh, bubbles beneath the surface. Talk about the Pac-12 and even the Big 12 continuing continuing to expand. What are your expectations with that? 
First and never end. <laughs> uh, it's my least yeah. favorite thing in college sports. How about you? I um, should have brought it up. I knew, I knew it had a bad vibe to it when I mentioned it. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I'm sure the Big 12 is going to try to be a player in there and, and, and try to scoop some of those teams up. Um, but it, it's, it's, you know, I wish we could go back to geography mattering and, and traditions and um, rivalries mattering. So, um, you know, it'll end up how it is. I, you know, from what I've read and reading Nicole's story yesterday, um, I think it's going to be tough for the ACC schools to get out of that grant of rights. But, um, you know, you have lawyers for a reason. So I'm sure they'll be trying to figure out a way. But um, it's just, it just sucks. Like, you know, the ACC, you know, I grew up in the, the 90s and, um, you know, watching ACC basketball, watching Big Eight basketball. Um, you know, caring so big East, caring so much about all those rivalries and, and to see those schools like, you know, USC and UCLA are going to be in the, the big 10. Like, what are we doing here? Um, so it's, to me, it's just disappointing. And, and, you know, Wichita State it's a school that's kind of, um, you know, been, a, I guess, a little bit of a loser in this because, you know, some of the best schools in their league have, have gone to other leagues, but I do think Wichita State it's in a position to, um, you know, be one of the best programs in that conference and, um, it will be a fun league to watch this year with, with some of those Conference USA teams coming in. I wrote about Florida Atlantic today. Um, Florida Atlantic, Wichita State, um, you know, so th- th- maybe that becomes a fun rivalry. Who knows? So, um, but yeah, I, yeah I I'm it. not as pessimistic. I'm not as pessimistic about the new look AAC as I was six months ago. Yeah, that NIT and Final Four uh, made, made it look a little bit better. So, um, and I, you know, Grant McCaslin was, is an awesome, awesome coach and is going to do awesome at Texas Tech. But uh, Ross Hodge, I believe, took over for him, and, and I've heard awesome, awesome things about him. So I think North Texas is going to continue to be good. So, yeah, I think I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think that league's a little stronger than it looked seven, eight months ago. CJ, thanks. It's a real pleasure to have you on. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Take care. Thank you, CJ Moore from The Athletic. Uh, we're going to get some uh, more guests from The Athletic on this show. Well, that's good. Yeah, I like The Athletic. I read it uh, every day. Me too. That's that's old fashioned newspaper newspaperism, to a degree. On the online, they cover everything. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, Max, it is time to play the game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. A Tuesday staple, normally in second hour at three twenty-five, but today. It's been moved up to accommodate a guest. Uh, what is the name of your game? Oh, you did some pre-work on this. Yeah. Well, good deal. Th- I, this may be a first. I have in front of me the best actor Oscar winners from 1965 to 1995. I had AI, uh, artificial intelligence, give me a one-sentence synopsis of each role. You tell me, for one point, the movie. For another point, the the actor, well. and for three more points, the year. If I was 45 instead of 68, this may have been right up my alley. Now it's like you mentioned that, and I've forgotten every movie I've ever seen. I don't know the name of a single actor, and I'm not even real sure that I've seen a movie. Well, let's start relatively easy, okay? This person, the actor, 
commands the screen as a blind, retired army officer who embarks on a memorable weekend with a young caretaker in this poignant drama. <laughs> uh, Sydney Poitier. Really? Um, <laughs> give me a little more to go That's on. That's it, man. That's all I got? That's it. How am I supposed to know that? A blind... Oh, uh, no. Yeah, maybe. No. Okay. Um, give me another hint. I, there's no hints. Give me a hint as to the, the actor. Brendan Fraser was the, was the young caretaker. I, I don't know that. No, it, was, it wasn't. It was that Chris O'Donnell guy. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know this. Sin of a Woman. With Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Now, see, I can name that. Yes. But I, you know what? I never saw Scent of a Woman. Well, still. Hoo-wah! Everybody knows that, right? Uh, this actor excels as Detective Popeye Doyle, a relentless cop on the trail of a major narcotic smuggling ring in gritty 1970s New York City. Gene Hackman. That's correct. Um, yes, there we go. The movie? <laughs> of course. You know what, what movie Gene Hackman was in? The, what did I do? Uh, uh, Gene Hackman. It does start with the. I know. I know that. And <laughs> Not all movies do. What's the, what's the first letter of the? It's a nationality. It is? European. We have it on fries and bread and toast. Oh, the French connection. There you go. Should have known that. But I'm telling you, this is where you expose the de deterioration of my memory and my brain. And, and I don't think listeners appreciate it. 869-1240, the IHOP hotline, if you think Jeff is purposely uh, doing this, you want to guess the year for a three? Well, you, it wouldn't French be. French Connection? Yeah. That had to be 1971. It was. That's correct. Uh, this actor delivers a tour de force performance as Howard Beale, an unhinged television anchor whose on-air rants that's captivate Network. a nation in this Peter satirical Finch. critique of media. Yes, both. There you go. I mean, how good is how good am I doing? You're doing okay. Um, let's see here. This person reprises his role as Fast Eddie Felson, a seasoned pool player mentoring a talented Newman, young Minnesota protege fat. in the sequel to The Hustler. Yeah. It's not Minnesota the Fast. Color of it's money. Fast Eddie Felson. Yes, both correct. What year? Uh, that came out in 19... 80, 79, or 80? 86. Wow, that late? Yeah. That's remarkable. This actor delivers a powerful portrayal of a father navigating the challenges of single parenthood and a custody battle in this point of drama. Justin Hoffman. And what was the name of that movie? <laughs> Mr. and... No. No. Uh, give me a hint. It's, just, it's too... Yeah. What? What do you mean? It's, it's two. It's one last name. Huh? It's one last name in the title. Oh, Kramer versus Kramer. That is correct. Uh, See, these say, these movies are so long ago, and I love that movie. 
I absolutely thought, I, I think Dustin Hoffman is an absolute American treasure. But that was so long ago. I get it. But Next. it's still one of the most sure. famous movies of all time. I get it. I understand um, that. This actor delivers a heartfelt performance as an aging professor reconnecting with his daughter during a summer at their beloved lakeside cottage. Henry Fonda a gold on Golden Pond. That's correct. I'm telling you. And by the way, that is one of the greatest movies ever made. It is? Never seen it. I, that's that, And that, that, that pains me. Why? Because you should see oh, that, that I've movie. never seen it? Yeah. Oh, okay. You should see that performance by Henry Fonda and Catherine Hepburn. You should see a movie that has, and Jane Fonda, that has those icons in it. You should, you should go back and watch a Catherine Hepburn movie. Is it movie. sad? Oh, it's tremendously sad. Well, I'm not going to watch it. And, I don't have, I'm not and, in the mood for sad. tremendously good. I don't do sad anymore. On Golden Pond is one of my favorite movies of all time. Next. This actor captivates as a southern police chief reluctantly teaming up with a black detective to solve a murder in a racially charged town. That's an, an Academy Award winner. Yeah. In the heat of the night. Yes. And that is the aforementioned, isn't it? I don't know who you mentioned. Didn't I mention him? I don't know. Sydney? Did I no. mention? Uh, he didn't win the Oscar. Who who am I thinking of? I not not that guy. I'm not thinking of uh, Carol O'Connor who played that role in on television. You're not. Um. Give me a hint as to the... I have no idea who it is. Give me the first letter of the first name. R. Give me the second letter. Of o. The Robert. Nope. Ronnie. Nope. Uh, Rodolfo. Well, you got the first three letters right. Rod. Oh, Rod Steiger. Yeah. Um, I would. It took me a little bit to come up with that. Probably. 1966. I'll bet you'd never heard of Rod Steiger. That's what I just said. Um, this actor shines as a struggling actor who forms an unlikely bond with a single mother in this heartwarming romantic comedy. Jack Nicholson. Incorrect. What? What did you think it was? Give me some more. He's. Give me some more hints. He was. I don't. I don't know how to give you hints in this. Like this guy is still around. He's. I don't know. If, I think he's still maybe acting. It was a long time ago. What year? 77. Uh, give me a hint as to the... He was in Mr. Holland's Opus. Oh, Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. <laughs> the name of the movie? Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> in this heartwarming romantic What comedy. was it? Oh, uh, uh, I did Marsha Mason. Not Hello. Hello, Goodbye. The Goodbye Girl. Yeah. I, I listen. That one's on the barely in my memory bank. Let's see if you get this one. It's a well, tough one. What do you mean? Let's see if well, I get it. Let's see if you get it. Uh, this actor immerses himself in the role of Christy Brown, an Irish artist born with cerebral palsy, portraying his triumphs and struggles with remarkable authenticity. Never saw this movie. Uh, so it's going to be tough for me. This is like your guy. Mm. Is it my guy? Yeah. Give me a hint. 
It's your guy. It's not Jack Nicholson. Well, it's the guy, you next guy, the next generation. Don Knotts? No, the next, your next act, your favorite actor from the next generation after Jack Nicholson. Well, who would that be? You know who it is. Give me a hint. He's a great actor. He doesn't act very often. He's in very few movies. But he put, he pours himself into all of oh, his... Oh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes. What was the movie? My Left Foot. Never saw My Left Foot. Sorry and and I don't know that I'd call Daniel Day-Lewis my favorite actor after Jack Nicholson. Well, who is? I think he's the best actor of all time. Well, I think Denzel is. And he's my favorite. Well, that's fine. I My favorite is Jack Nicholson. I think Daniel Day-Lewis is the best actor who's ever lived. Well, that makes sense. Next. One uh, more. This person, one, another one of your guys, shines as a washed-up country singer seeking Jeff redemption. Bridges. No. But you're, what? Jeff Bridges is my guy. Okay, but this is only to 1995. That movie he made about country, so I don't remember the name of it, but that's after 95. Seeking, seeking redemption. The star is born. And a second chance at love in this intimate drama. Chris Christopher. No. Uh, who? 1983. Does that help you? Uh, oh, my man. Uh, Robert Duvall. Yes. Uh, uh, what, what was the name of that movie? Tender Mercies. I love him. You've made my day. There you go. Go watch Lonesome Dove, would you please? Do I have to? You have to. Go watch something that has Robert Duvall in it. I think I've probably seen something that he's been in. Wasn't he in Ten Simple Rules for a little while? He's he's the best, man. Go watch some Robert Duvall. You love him. Yeah, I do love him. I do love him. Uh, he's still with us, right? Oh, I sure hope so. Because I just had a moment where I said, you should look him up. And I had a moment flash in my head. And I don't He's think. 92. Yes. You know who else is 92? No. William Shatner. That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? William Shatner, a friend of this show. He has been on. Uh, all right, Max, we'll get a break in. Don't forget Steve Rainbolt joins us uh, at 325. As we go to break, we have a pair of tickets to see. Monday Night Raw, the WWE coming to Entrust Bank Arena on Monday, June 12th. Uh, we'll give away a pair, 869-1240, the IHOP hotline. Give Max a call. If you're caller number three, he'll get you set up. Back in a minute. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 